52 episodes to science fiction film literacy with your host, Christopher J. Garcia. And it starts now. So fresh, so new, so 1930s. This is going to surprise you, but even though nowadays you can find kobolds meet Horatio Hornblower or any number of vampires in any number of classic books, it really started a long time ago for a number of different ways. And my personal favorite way was the Weird West tale. And these were at least started in the late 1800s, probably by the time there were serious westerns being released, we had these fantasy and horror and science fiction stories that were set in the West. So it would be somewhat interesting to note that in 1935, a serial was released starring Gene Autry, and in fact it was his first starring role. Now he was already a big star, he was touring all over the place, he had a huge following via his radio show, So, in 1935, a serial was made by Mascot Pictures, which was sort of a... It would be hard to call it second-rate, because I don't think it even lived up to that level. Uh, But they made a lot of early 19... or late 20s, early 30s uh, serials. And they were terrible, for the most part. But they also did make the first sound serial in 1929, King of the Congo. And they, of course, formed Republic by combining with two others, uh, companies later. Now, the story here is ridiculous. Gene Autry is a singing cowboy who works on a radio ranch, which is a dude ranch. And every day at two, they do a radio broadcast. And that's really key. Uh, the whole idea of radio was still pretty new to a large swatch of the country. Uh, There was certainly radio stations regularly by this point, and sales were going pretty brisk. And Gene Autry was a big star on radio. Now, there's this mysterious Thunder Riders who are... uh, They make a sound like thunder when they ride, is how it's been described a bunch of places, but they're... Interesting. Uh, So Gene has his sidekicks, and then there's Miranya, which is the lost tribe of Mu, who went underground about 100,000 years ago. And they have this fantastically advanced city. Uh, They claim it's 25,000 feet below the surface. Huh. And they have to wear these oxygen masks when they come up. What's fascinating about this one, it's terrible. It really is. It is everything that was wrong with early sound films. The over-reliance on singing, for example. The overplayed acting. The just flat-out bad sound. And part of that was the technology was still increasing. The the movie was, the first part was 30 minutes, and the rest were all 20, which is okay, 
But each individual episode started to feel like it it dragged. Now, I will say that the uh, Underground Empire of Marania is awesome because it has these huge buildings and there are robots and elevator tubes. <sighs> Tube technology. But what's really interesting is that its influences are both things, movies like Metropolis, but also the traditional cowboy films. And in particular, uh, Gene Autry sort of plays a combination of William S. Hart and Tom Mix. But he, and actually, I almost say a little more Bronco Billy, because there's sort of a, there's a joy to him that is really fascinating to watch. What's really fascinating is that it's long. It's 12 chapters, 30 minutes for the first, 20 for the rest. The acting is, with the exception of Autry, who is very much a magnetic personality, the acting is subpar. Anyone who is involved with the uh, Moranya is terrible. Like, just literally awful. But I do have to say that the sidekicks and the uh, junior Thunder Riders, who are the kids who play at being, you know, these armored knights from the civilization, uh, they're actually really cute and fun. And it's a very fun little movie. But that said, you're not watching this so much for the storyline. What you're watching for is the combination of Gene Autry's singing, this ridiculous storyline, and how it places the science fiction within its storytelling. And this is what I always recommend with all the mashups, like Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, or uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which is actually way better than it deserved to be. It's... Look at where the contacts happen. And when the two sidekick kids, who are the Junior Thunder Rider Club heads, and Gene are kidnapped by Moranians, it's fun. It gets to be awesome, awesome fun. And of course, it sort of goes away. Uh, by the way, there's a great... Something they know, even in the Wikipedia entry that I caught, was there's this sort of rock door that's like a garage door. It's really, it's silly. But it's fun. And that's probably the best way to put this film. It's silly but fun. And I highly recommend it, uh, not just because, you know, it's a part of the 52 weeks, but it shows that serials weren't the top of the game. And even though Autry was a really big star at this point, and would become bigger over the next couple years, really. And this helped make him a big star, really. But it definitely was not the pinnacle of film. And this is where a lot of science fiction was happening in the 1930s. We know that in the 50s, there was sort of a stratification where you had the top of the bills, your uh, Forbidden Planets, Day the Earth Stood Still, that sort of thing, on the top level. And down beneath you had, well, Plan 9, Robot Monster, those sort of films down below. But you're seeing that here, but it's more the divide between 
when you're seeing features that actually get a whole lot of uh, attention mixed with the serials and shorts. There were lots of shorts at this point, too, remember, that were, let's just say, less emphasized. Well, next week we're going to be, or probably by Friday, certainly, was... It's going to be the first Soviet film we'll watch, and it's called Loss of Sensation. And I'm going to go watch it in just a couple of minutes, and I hope you'll stay tuned. <laughs>